I forgot how to podcast. Um, <laughs> Strong start. Good job on the Nerd Life podcast. We're doing, we're doing a great job. Um, uh, line. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> stand welcome, in. Welcome to 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 Nerd Life podcast. Uh, this I'm, this I'm is good time elect. comic book boys. Kim Justice. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Rudy Valentino. Nope, and and, and if, if y'all would just like to follow the fucking podcast. Follow the fucking guidelines, y'all. Hey, for, listen, I don't give a good goddamn hour. if your kids die. <laughs> hey, y'all, just listen. I'm just as surprised as you are that I'm the governor of West Virginia. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, well, we'll never have him on. <laughs> All right. Again. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Again. All right. Let's let's do this thing. Somebody opening a piece of candy right now? What's going what on? What the fuck, Ron? That, yeah, Ron. That's, what are you that's 100% me. Uh, is it a piece of candy? It is the Three Musketeers. Wow. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume it's melty and all over your fingers and everything, you I goddamn was, animal. I was being quiet. <laughs> you absolutely <laughs> were. We all heard it. <laughs> Try. <laughs> D for effort. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, let's just do a podcast then, I guess. Welcome to Nerd Life Podcast. I am your host and the subject of your secret Tumblr, Ryan Brown. To my vast distance away is none other than my co-host and very dear friend, Christmas J. Bird. That's me. And Hi. even farther away than that, but still somehow way too close for comfort is none other than local businessman and public troublemaker Ronald the Machine, the Piston Davis. <laughs> yes. The Piston. The wow. Piston. That's it, yeah. That's Did what one. is cut? And then also, too, even farther away and yet still near and dear to our hearts is Jordan. Uh, isn't it like Berticus? Don't we usually say that for his last name? Berticus, yes. Yeah, Christopher uh, yeah. J. Well, Berticus? Yeah, usually I just call him straight up Berto, period. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, I want him I want him to be famous. But, uh, so, let's get started with doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, up top, before we do anything else, Nerd Life Podcast, the whole team, we just want to say, we want to acknowledge and send all our love to um, Chadwick Boseman and his family in light of his recent passing. Uh, he was a, an amazing man and an incredible figure in worldwide culture, specifically nerd culture, but to everybody, really. And it would be crass and just kind of shitty to, in the wake of his recent passing, speculate on what that means for a film franchise. So we're just not going to do that. Instead, we just want to send our love and admiration and just be positive examples here. So that being said, let's move on to Chris Bird. How, how's yeah. your month? How's your month been? Uh, that's good vibes. To, good vibes that's, only. That's a lot to follow. Uh, my month's been okay. I mean, it's we're one day into a new month, and so very little has gone wrong yet. Yeah. Um, I started playing Final Fantasy fourteen, the massively multiplayer online role playing game again recently. That's been kind mm-hmm. of fun. That's it. That's all I got. 
That's all you got. <laughs> That's it. I've well, been uh, aggressively reading uh, like fantasy and science fiction novels on Kindle Unlimited, which is like uh, it's like Netflix for books. And hmm. uh, that's been kind of that has also been yeah. fun in a way. It's allowed me to explore sort of more independent authors whose works I would probably never see or even think to pick up. Um, and that's been that's been kind of dope. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, what? see me on Goodreads if if you think you have what it takes. <laughs> well, yeah. What's your what's your handle on Goodreads? Uh, I think it's Excalibur. There you go. Follow him there. I have no idea. He can't get away. Um, Jordan, what about you? What's some What's some good news that's going on with you? Uh, hmm. <laughs> you had time to prepare. <laughs> we had you had a whole month. I'll um I'll say there's some good things coming up. It's uh yeah. Can it's starting to feel not? like fall outside, and that's very exciting to me. I hate summer. Sure, me too. And so summer that fucking suck a dick. I hate absolutely. It. So that it's almost jacket weather is great. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of cool stuff coming out later this Let, week can, that I'm really looking forward I to. Roll it back to the moment where Jordan briefly aged to 45 years old and referred to the weather as jacket weather. <laughs> <laughs> jacket weather is my. I love jackets, bro. <laughs> I look. I understand that, but until you have crested the top of that that hey. age based hill. We call it fall, my dude. <laughs> I'm over thirty. I thought that's I thought that's like when it happened. That's okay, true. objection. <laughs> no, it's true. Most things change drastically when you're thirty. I fell on the ground the other day. Yeah. Uh, and now that I'm over thirty, my entire body feels like it was crushed by a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah, man. And I like know. nothing that bad happened. It's not like I broke a bone. I just like I was jogging with my dogs. To go home and get some quality treats, as we do at the end of a walk, and one of them decided he was going to pump the brakes under my lifted foot to lick the road. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. in the room with me, and he's just stopped to look at me because he knows the stories about him. <laughs> and uh, that's right, Riley. And uh, so, in order to not crush him, because he is a small dog, I tried to like dance around him, mm. but dancing stops at twenty nine, so I mostly just awkwardly <laughs> fell. Uh, and rolled on the ground. It was like one roll. I got up. I thought I was fine. 24 hours later, I'm pretty sure that I broke whatever it is that allows me to continue living viably. That's it's right. so bad. Yeah. And it's always so. like something, it's it's never what you expect. And, and it's just, sometimes you don't even know. Like I do my, like my high intensity interval training. I lift like all the crazy weights and do all the crazy like cardio and I'll be sore, but in like a normal way. I'll sleep wrong, and the next morning, <laughs> I'm dead. Like, yeah. my body is like, you know what? No, fuck you. Yeah, so for those of you who are worried about, like, uh, your socioeconomic place once you're 30, that's fucked and don't worry about it. It's bad for all of us. But if you it, if you were thinking that, well, at least I'll have my health. You won't. No, it's gone. That's, that's where the worry comes. There's not a degree of fit you can be. <laughs> Uh, to where you will not feel death's like hoarfrost breath on the yeah. back of your neck at every turn. Always there. Always See, just out of your line of sight. It's adorable that you guys can actually remember that you used to be able to do things and feel okay. I don't remember that. Well, Ron, what you, you described is every day. Ron, you died like six years ago. <laughs> it's just momentum keeping me yeah, going. That's we right. made sure of it. <laughs> 
you're you're uh, technically technically alive only technically yeah, barely <laughs> you got to squint really hard yeah we had to go to court for that but uh but uh what about what anything else jordan you want to add not really no yeah yeah we topped it off there mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you ronald uh, can you give us some good and exciting news exciting news free comic book day is labor day monday september 7th and we're gonna Woo-hoo. have clayton crane out give away lots of free stuff so come down to four horsemen um, and check it out. Hey, don't tell me what to do, Ron. Do it. Free stuff is me stuff. That's right. Uh, my granddaughter, Poppy, turns four at the end of this month. Oh, uh-huh. hell yeah. Um, my oldest son, Caleb, turns something at some point during this month. That's not <laughs> that important. That is probably <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and this is sort of sad news, but... Uh, God it, damn it, Ron. It, it is, it is kind of sad. Um, have you guys heard of, the, uh, of a store called Elusive Skull? Yeah, yes. For, for, for those of you who aren't our, who aren't West Virginia natives, the elusive they skull sell is a dead alchemical products. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a locally owned like Halloween store, and they've been around for roughly. Hold on, let me check my figures here. Eleven thousand years. <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, they have decided that they are closing their doors. This is their last Halloween. And, I uh, would like to point out you use the word "decided" in the decided. current. Uh, it was decided for them. Climate, yeah. It was not decided. They got decided. True, it. true. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a byproduct, I can either confirm nor deny that my car is now stuffed to the gills with every Star Wars prop and costume oh, man. That, that I have now, I, I, wrong I to obtained. Point out, that is not uncommon for your yeah, dog to begin with. <laughs> That's true. I was going to say, I've seen your car. I've been in, in your car. Rogue One edition of the Nissan, I don't know what the fuck it is, old folk thing. <laughs> it's wagon. a Rogue. It's a real that. Is it really? Is that what your car is? A Nissan Rogue? Yeah, yeah. Fair it's enough. the it's the Star Wars Rogue Edition. Well, yeah. shit. They partnered with Lucas Arts or whatever they were at the time to release a Star Wars car, and Ron yeah. bought the hell out of one, and I'm I did. sure immediately wrecked it. No one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually I I backed my car into my wife's car. Oh, Both I of them that. knew. Yes, that was awesome. such a good yeah. time. She, she was... had she just got an Alfa Romeo. And I had literally backed into it in the in the parking lot, going about thirty. I'd like to point out <laughs> that this is probably the most Ron Davis story I've ever heard. <laughs> yes, it is. As someone who's known you for a very long ass time, Ron, yeah. I don't like to ride in cars with you. <laughs> then nobody should. You know, in in the long time that I've known you, Ron, you know how many cars I've had? How many? One. Oh my god! Do you know how many cars you've had since I've known you? This week, even, one. I, I, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I don't even fucking know. It's it's you're, been a lot. You're like you're like a walking Michael Bay movie, Ron. You just trash cars all over the place. And you're not very good. <laughs> but I and have a you lot totally of... fucked up the look of Optimus Prime. Yeah, I have a lot of lens you. players. Actually, I, I now I do want to be fair. I do think that Optimus Prime's design is one of the least egregious offenses of the design process in that film. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> I uh, it could be. Well, what about any, you? Got anything else exciting nope. going on, Ron? That's that's it. That's all. So, and Ron so what, what was the date for that event that you're going to have people come to and get the COVID? Uh, <laughs> 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 Labor Day, September seventh, Monday, six days from now. Yeah. Well, hot diggity damn! Come on down. Now, yeah. <laughs> Bird, did you just say no? <laughs> 
Come on down you know, to the COVID. I, I said now I was going to continue to make a series of depressing coronavirus jokes, but I decided to <laughs> yeah. not we're impose tr- my will on the the current levity. We're tr- yeah, we're trying to avoid that. Um, so my uh, this past weekend, my brother and his kids came in from California. Does your brother uh, still live on a church bus or whatever is happening in his life? Yes. For those of you that don't know, my baby brother sold his possessions and moved into a renovated school bus that is nicer than most of the homes that I have ever lived in. That's awesome. Um, yeah, well... and so he, and for a while he was traveling around the United States, but now he, he essentially has a job like living in a uh, national park in California uh, doing stuff up there for them. Uh, and those of you who don't watch the news, California is... Um, ablaze so he he left and uh he and he and uh his kids came to visit me and uh in west virginia and stuff like that so as we're leaving like hey saying bye to everybody my niece who's about 11 she hugs me and she's like uncle ryan i want you to know i have your button on my backpack i'm like my button from my show and uh she was like yeah from your show i'm like you don't listen to my show do you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's like, no, I've never listened to it. And I said, like, oh, good, because there's, we say a lot of words that you don't ne- ever need to hear. <laughs> the, my nephew, who's, like, younger than her, offers up, Uncle Ryan, I know the F word. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> you high-five the hell out of him. You and like, I said, like, oh, God, you don't say dope, the F man. word, do you? Go show your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. but on top of that, my, uh, my fam just got a switch and, um, I haven't had a Nintendo system since the GameCube, frankly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they, they got animal crossing and I'd never played an animal crossing game before. So like, they're all setting it up. My kids are and stuff. And they're like, dad, you got to make a guy on here. So I'm like, well, all right, I guess. So smash cut to two weeks later and I'm the fucking Scrooge McDuck of our Island. <laughs> I'm like sitting on a pile of money and my kids like come before me and they're like, dad, will you pay off my mortgage? I'm like, mm, <laughs> yes. And then another one's like, dad, will you buy me a complete set of wicker furniture? I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, it is. Uh, one of the great things about that game is it does allow you to be financially like self-reliant in a yes. way that you never could be in real life. Exactly. Like I get to own my own home. What a weird fantasy I'm living in. <laughs> well, I think I will add on in uh, an expansion today. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I like play that. I'll like come home. Everyone will be asleep and I'll just play for like four hours. And then because uh, it's it's so soothing. Like I, I can't even really explain it. It's so like meditative. There's like no expectations. No one's like breathing down your neck about anything. You don't have to kill like an entire like swarm of enemies. Like I see now, but I can you? see now. No, if you wanted to thing. invade somebody, you couldn't. No, no, because everything's so fucking chill. Like Why everyone you... and everything is just fucking chill as hell. I don't understand that game. Yeah, me either. Then you play it and you're like, never mind. I, I see now. I have, I have, I have glimpsed the face of God, <laughs> and He has said unto me that I am His most prized creation. <laughs> anyway, that's, my anyway, anyway, that's Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, well, that sounds like we've all had a very eventful month. But you know who else had a very eventful month? And I'll tell you, it's DC Comics. Because oh holy shit. 
Are they still around? They are. Wait, hold on. Let me check my phone. Yes, Arch. they are. They are as of now. So, okay, DC Comics recently was, uh, well, Warner Brothers as a whole, which owns DC Comics, was recently bought by AT&T. So AT&T is obviously a one of the ma- like biggest companies They're in the, the world. They're the ones injecting coronavirus via 5G directly into our lungs, yeah. Right, yes. if, you, if you believe what you read on Facebook, which you don't, hopefully. But, um, so anyway, there was recently a, right before the big DC fan event, Fandom, which... Great. It's a great name. Uh, there was a major purge at DC Comics, and like a third of their staff was let go, which is just a huge amount of people. And uh, no, it does, obviously, that does not bode well for lots and lots of reasons. And um, DC has not been doing well in the comic scene for a while. And there have always, there have been rumors about going digital exclusive and uh, even even completely scuttling the comics branch and focusing on putting out like complete like graphic novels month or uh, like every few months rather than monthly comics and just a lot of different alarming rumors and so far none of them have come true except for the firing of one third of their staff. So shortly after that was their big fan event fandom where they announced a bunch of Batman shit and nothing else. Um, that's not true, obviously. But it was a bunch of Batman shit. So let's let's talk about this. First off, was there anything at the Fandom event that got you super excited? Bird? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Succinct. There was not. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in a place where I'm ready to trust again, I guess. Oh, well, no, fuck no. Of course I, uh, you can't trust DC Comics. Are you shitting me? I would skim the content that they released, and I could care very little about it. I mean, there's nothing about the, the greater DC universe at the moment that motivates me to give a single fuck about the properties. Of course. Um, I guess they are releasing two new video games, and uh, those will undoubtedly be cool, but they will be... Um, even those have, I think, the potential to be sort of gritty and exhausting in a way that I'm just not prepared to deal with right now. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And uh, what about you, Jordan? Uh, the video games are definitely what I was most excited for. I wasn't really expecting two multiplayer games. Yeah. Um, and that's what we got. So Gotham Knights is Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood. Uh, Batman's dead, even though we all know he's probably really not, and will pop no, up late game. he's one jillion percent one of the talents. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm gonna go ahead and put money down on that now. For I, sure. I, I am really... So the Suicide Squad is probably, I think, the more interesting of the games. I assume that the, the Batman game is just gonna be, like, Arkham Unassembled or whatever. Like, whatever. Um, it, it will be fun, but in a way that narratively I struggle to care with. And, and I feel like those games have been getting a little bit weaker with each iteration. Um, I'm hoping this one sort of breaks that formula since it's not a, a true successor to the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll see, you know. Um, yeah. The Suicide Squad game would normally be cool, but I'm a little exhausted. Fuck, of, me too, man. Uh, DC reusing the same 
blah 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 blah. The good guys are bad. Yeah, uh, tired of that shit. And and this isn't to say that in general that's a tiring storyline because when it happened in Injustice, I think that it it sort of reached its peak. That was dope. The Injustice comic yeah. for a while. And I know you agreed, Ryan. Was like I the did, best yeah. thing that DC was publishing. But it has been done, and I feel like it's already been done in the best way it can have been. Uh, so mm-hmm. to just like do it again in a slightly different format, um, in a way that like Marvel just did with Ultimate Alliance three, uh, it's just kind of tiring. Like I, I've I've played some version of this game, and I think it would have been, you know, the Suicide Squad game would have been a dope opportunity to not use that storyline. Or if you're going right. to have them fight superheroes, you don't need them to be like, the only reason to have Brainiac crash down and make the heroes arbitrarily bad is because you want to portray the Suicide Squad themselves as protagonists outside of their role as criminals. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, they are the one team you could definitely just fucking have Amanda Waller send to secretly try to beat up Superman. And, and I think that'd be a cooler story. You know, uh, yeah. Harley Quinn jokingly apologizing as she whacks Superman with a hammer because, you know, she'd really rather be anywhere else is fine. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, you they, know, like, they can t- flip I mean, the script and eventually whoop Amanda Waller's ass. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. It's like, I, much to everybody's surprise, like, an evil Superman story can, can, coming from me, I should say, uh, an evil Superman story can be good. And what makes an evil Superman story, the boys, what makes that work as an evil Superman story is that image juxtaposed against what we are all taking into that story with us as what we know as Superman. Like we go in there and we're like, wow, look at this guy. He's, he has all the, the visual language and the, um, the social like positioning of Superman but look how radically different he is, and right. that can be that can be well done. That can be interesting. Look at look at a Brightburn is another really good example. Um, good stuff, injustice as well. But the thing is, is like DC has been giving us evil or at least morally ambiguous or n- morally neutral Superman since 2012. I'm fucking sick of it, frankly. Right, I'm, and, I'm sick of it from DC. And Deus Ex bad guy coming down and brain bugging him is just like the laziest way to do it. That said, the the gameplay and the characters themselves, I think, will be very fun Mm -hmm. to play as. This is just like narratively the one story I could just give less of a fuck about playing through again. Yeah, Uh, exactly. I'm I'm tired of that uh, bullshit. Narratively, I'm technically more interested in the, in the, the Bat Family game since it... You know, has a heavy Court of Owls and then just sort of modern Detective Comics feel. Um, <laughs> though I, I wish that we would have gotten uh, some of the other Detective Comics family rather than sort of just the core Batgirl, Red Hood. Yeah, Robin, that would have been Nightwing. cool. Um, and maybe yeah. there'll be like DLC where we get Batwoman or Signal or... Uh, yeah, Batwing or Batman Beyond even. Like, whatever. I don't care. There's lots of cool other bats in it, yeah, or in, yeah, like, in the Batman uh, world. Asriel would have been dope. That would be dope. Uh, I actually do enjoy a good Asriel. Yeah, especially um, with these, like, Bat Knight armor. That stuff is cool as hell. But, um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, it looked, it kind of looked a little, like, halfway between Arkham Knight, uh, or Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and uh, Diablo a little bit. Kind of had mm-hmm. some Diablo energy. Um, yeah. But, uh, and... I can't, God, also too, like 
Uh, okay, hold on. Before we go any further, Ron, was there anything from DC fandom that you were excited about? Hell yeah, Ron. Ron? Um, <laughs> I think what Ron was trying to say is that he also wishes that, like, Orphan were in the game. That's a big disappointment for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Batwing, uh, Robin. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. You can't, you There's can't there he is. I found him, everybody. Hello, everybody Robin. can calm down. I'm here. So, Ron, as we were saying uh, before, uh, you forgot how the mute button worked. <laughs> was there anything you were excited about as far as so, that was announced at Fandom? I I, I didn't tune in because I you know I I'm not I wasn't following it that closely. But what worries me the most is every single person I've heard talk about it. It's it's the same as like oh DC is trying their shit again. It's not going to work. You know they're you know they're they're falling short where they should be excelling. And it, they, I hear yeah. that over and over and over in the industry, and it terrifies me for DC. They are such a strong force, and they're screwing it up. Uh, yeah. Now when they gutted the entire you know uh, editorial staff, maybe they're going to make a change for the good. Um, but. Honestly, I I just I think they're rearranging deck chairs on Titanic. What fucking blows me is that DC's like colorful cast of comic book characters. That was incredible alliteration. It um, was good job. Is is what <laughs> defines that universe, and that they are incapable of the level of self awareness to look at their gritty bullshit movie universe and say, "Man, that's a problem. Maybe we should realign that to match what people have historically uh, liked about our property." They're like. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking fire those comic book guys and uh, you get rid of these fucking nerds. Yeah, let's I, let's darken that up a little bit. And now with rumors of like another new Fifty Two like level relaunch of their property, that that's a bad sign because I feel like their comics are currently had started to reach a place where for me they they were readable in a way that could excite me again. Yeah, man, for sure. Like all the super titles. Listen, I've been reading Superman comics for close to fuck thirty years. God damn. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you are old. I am. It's impossible, frankly. Uh, and, you know, like this is like some of the, mo- the most enjoyable stuff right now that they're that they're pumping out there. And mm-hmm. every every week when I go and get a new title, whether it's action or Jimmy Olsen or Superman or Legion of Superheroes or Lois Lane or whatever. I'm always like, yeah, good deal. This is going to be awesome. And and even the newer characters, uh, I mean, obviously DC's legacy characters are always going to be popular, but, um, you know, even like I would say some of them are now decades old, the modern characters like, you know, uh, Damian Wayne and Mm -hmm. and, uh, Batwing, Luke Fox, uh, these characters are all dope. They, They brought Asriel back into comics and he's cool as fuck, you know, like... And these are spiraling out of their Batman properties. Uh, you know, obviously, like uh, Superboy John Kent is dope hell as hell. Yeah. Like they have, yep. they have such an incredible cast of modern characters that really, really works. And they have no fucking idea what to do with it because they don't match what they're pushing in the films. Whereas Marvel yeah. has, I think, both in in print and in film, has been having nothing but success because each of these properties serves to inform the other. You know, you can find a comic book that has that inspired any given one of their properties. Yeah. And while you can technically do that uh, with DC, it's all like the shitty conservative ass, like Frank Miller Millerian uh, bullshit that like really isn't that good to begin with. You know, it's it's all the stuff that would have already made us groan and roll our eyes. Yeah. Uh, to hear somebody say, "Yeah, it's my my favorite." 
Matt Main comic, you know, like it, it's <laughs> yeah. already just exhausting to hear people talk about that bullshit and how it like that's what really keeps them interested in comic books, which you know secretly means they fucking hate them. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and DC just gets the wrong idea, and they're so like they struggle so so much with just like stopping for a second and say. Hey, why don't we just have a bunch of like colorful ass dudes and ladies in uh, capes and tights and stuff uh, throw sparkly shit at each other and do good? You know? Yeah, like, that'd be cool. I think you know I, this is this is. I mean, I know I've harped on it before, but like really, especially now, it's fucking twenty twenty. It is the literal darkest year in human fucking history. If there was ever ever a time when we needed Superman. Like bright, shiny, happy. We can pull together. We can make a difference. We can save the world. I'm I'm here for you, Superman. It's right, fucking now, dudes. Right. Guess who has the 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 control over him? DC. We are dipshits. We are sitting outside in fucking sweltering, depressing heat, and uh, DC has just walked up and tried to hand us like a piping hot cup of coffee. You know, (laughs) and there's no like there's no nice way to slap it out of their hands. And and when you do, they're like, I heard you guys like coffee. Starbucks is the problem, not <laughs> we'll just bring them Dunkin' next time, you know? When really, no, man, like, bring me a crisp, sparkling water. Yeah, dog. Uh, and was, speaking of that. That is what I'm drinking that's, right that's now. This so episode good. brought to you by Bubbly. <laughs> but that's kind of the the main takeaway here from... DC fandom was everything's fucking Batman right now. Like they released that the Batman trailer. They released the uh, trailer for that Gotham uh, Knights game. Uh, And of course, like the Suicide Squad game has Harley Quinn in it. And it's about killing Superman. So Uh, it's all very um, bullshitty. The the most positive thing to come out of that was uh, the Justice League. No, the Justice League (laughs) Snyder Cut trailer um, because it was in embarrassment it was hilariously bad uh and even critics who had been like subtle proponents of Zack snyder's work told him like man this trailer is fucking tiring why did you do that um and he threw such a wild hissy fit on twitter was divine right because nobody (laughs) i mean i'm sure there were you know some fucking release the snyder cut douchebags that were ride or die with him on this but so many people that legitimately mattered were like, fuck, man, just stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just stop. You know. Oh, yeah. After they released that trailer, it was like exquisite. It was everyone on Twitter was fucking just windmill dunking on, on Zack Snyder like he was goddamn Ben Shapiro. It was divine. <laughs> and I he reverted back it. to that classic, the same shit he did Whenever everybody told him that Batman vs Superman was in fact yeah. the poop that comes out of a butt, it was. Uh, yes, he was like, "Well, it's because you're all childish Plebeans. and you're not you're not true comic book fans." Yeah. Now he's like, "Well, this movie's for adults, and you're all clearly children because yeah. you like cartoons." You know, as he fucking runs away from the court with his own ball. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm taking my Snyder Cut and going home. Yeah, yeah Which would be for the for best. Sake. Fucking good, Zach. We're going to play with Spider-Man instead. Yeah. Because uh, goddamn. I still am looking forward to that movie, though. And I mean, I'm, I'm going I'll to... watch it because I need to be informed. 
uh, I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm not <laughs> saying that because I don't want to enjoy it. Ron, think about it for a second. If I if I had the option to enjoy it, enjoy a Superman, enjoy a Justice League film, I would take it, man. Sure. I would fucking jump on that shit. I just know. I just know because of because of past experience. Have you been because hurt of before? fucking empirical observation that this movie <laughs> this movie is gonna be like getting kicked in the dick by a mule. Also but in my the heart. Trailer, the trailer was nerve-wracking it, it was, was the most pretentious bullshit i'd ever seen and it was it was literally difficult to watch it was making me yeah. angry uh, and it was all in it slow was, motion it was, baby it was in slow motion <laughs> it was very poorly cut it was strung along in a manner that made like no functional narrative sense uh it was like somebody smash cutting something to Inya music you know it was <laughs> so so <laughs> aggressively bad uh, it made me do swear words afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, didn't it just. That's all, I, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and everybody was kind of, I mean, with, with a few, uh, with the exception of like, like Bird was saying, the ride or die uh, Snyder cut people, like everyone was like, what the shit did I just put in front of my eyes? What was that? Man, was that someone's like someone's like art school film project that they did? Like, what was that? Right. You just and, don't uh, understand his vision. Clearly not. No. Like, that's never been in question, Ron. At, at this point in his career, <laughs> Zack Snyder is just on an elevator screaming that he is not the one who farted. And everybody knows. That's right. Everyone is firmly aware. Like, we all heard it. We saw you do it. You it's lifted your me, leg, Zach. It's, it's just me on the elevator here with you, Zach. That was a fart. And yeah. He's like, no, it, it it's was like, not. It's the pop culture equivalent of those dipshit like QAnon guys who like twist whatever fact they can to like suit their narrative, no matter what logical pretzels they have to twist their brain around. Zack Snyder is like finding all these things. Well, you just don't get it. Like you just don't understand. My, if well, I mean, if you watch the original cut, if you read the original script, nah, dog. You made a shitty movie because you don't understand these characters. You made a yeah, shitty movie because your Randian asshole bullshit is not what we need right now. Yeah, my dude, I don't understand because it is impossible to parse what you have put in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> this shit makes no sense. You can't scream incoherently in my face and then ask me to like repeat back the words you said. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't you get it? What I'm saying, I'm saying that society needs hard, broken men to be its defenders. Like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. bud. Okay, bud. Been saying it for years. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, I you're on. You're on board. You're on board. Um, so, what did you guys think of the Batman trailer? Let's finally fucking do this shit. It was very Batman. It was very Batman. I'm. Excited for a more serious portrayal of the Riddler is my biggest takeaway from that trailer. Just because, I mean, who doesn't love the Jim Carrey version? But <laughs> he's a Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's a villain that is far more serious than what I think the average person realizes. And I think they're probably going to shoot for that here. Mm hmm. Bird, what about you? Uh, I mean, I, as a trailer, I think it was fine, and it—I guess it probably technically succeeded. Um, 
but also, and I, I don't think this comes as a surprise, I just really don't care. You know, the Batman mm-hmm, universe mm-hmm, isn't one mm-hmm. that I particularly have any attachment to. And when I do enjoy it, it's always like, uh, you know, the, the Detective Comics era stuff where, like, it's a bunch of costume crime fighters fighting, like, ninjas and cobra yeah. cultists and, like, magicians and shit. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it without that, I... I just don't really care, you know, because even if this is successful, at the end of the day, it's going to be successful in the the same way that, like, the Christopher Nolan movies were, uh, which isn't to say that those were not good movies, but they're movies that I never, ever go back and watch because they're not really comic book movies. They're certainly not fun to watch. Um, You know, they they do have some stuff to unpack, and they are, again, technically, and uh, I would say almost inarguably good movies. I just I I don't know I just don't really care anymore, you know. Yeah. If I'm gonna go back and watch a fucking uh, Christian Bale movie, it's gonna be Rain of Fire. <laughs> that's oh man, that's a deep cut. His greatest work. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I think it kind of hits a little differently now too, like because uh, honest to God, like I watched that Batman trailer, and this is that one bit at the end of the trailer where he's like in his full Batman gear and he's just going like, you know, whole hog beating the shit out of some like, you know, young 20 something guy on the street. And, um, I'm like watching it thinking like, that's a little, uh, seeing a, uh, seeing a guy in riot gear, beat the shit out of some dude on the street. Like, yeah, no, I got the news for that pal. Um, and, And I think that's kind of the problem with like modern Batman is when you strip away all the fantastic, silly, over the top elements, you're left with just a white guy in riot gear beating the shit out of people. Um, And that sucks. What if all those people, though, are uh, racists? Well, that would be fine, except for we we don't uh, we don't know that for one thing. I think we can probably assume we can assume (laughs) that all. All the Gotham yeah. City uh, youths are, are racist. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, in the current DC universe, I think that that is that is likely. All right. Well, checkmate, I guess then. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. Like, you go back and look at like '89 Batman, or fuck, even look at like um, the the uh, DCEU Batman. Like he uh, he's got crazy ass gadgets. He's got like planes and rockets that are shaped like bats and shit, and I don't know. I like that. I like him doing crazy ass shit that um, normal guys can't do. Like, that's fun for me. I'm not here to like, you know, to have a a grim, dark deconstruction of a man's psyche. I think think this all speaks to sort of the problem with Batman when you bring him on uh, to the big screen and you expect somebody to watch a live action portrayal and be able to suspend their disbelief. Uh, is finding something for this character to do when Superman is like standing right over there. Um, you know, <laughs> in the comics, you can loudly scream tactical planning and, you know, trillionaire at me. I guess I can roll my eyes and like, sure, it's fine. You know, but when watching on the big screen and, and this sort of, uh, I think, presents itself best during the first Batman vs. Superman, whenever fucking... Uh, dorks day shows up at the end and batman's literally just nice. standing in place bobbing and weaving until he 
like after Wonder Woman and Superman have already virtually solved the problem, like Doomsday's wrapped up and Superman is coming in for the suicide kill that when he could have just thrown that spear, uh, he Batman's like, aha, and he pulls the trigger on that dumb like kryptonite gas gun he has and it does nothing. You know, like, or even in, in Justice League where he like drives around in that car and then Joss Whedon is like, wait, Cyborg could do this better. And then Cyborg's like, fucking get out of the car, Batman, you idiot. And then he gets in the car and he like hardwires himself to it and it's way cooler. You know, what does, what Mm -hmm. does Batman do? Uh, He's not a better tactician than, you know, fucking Wonder Woman who's been basically a, a war demigod for, you know, uh, a century or whatever now like you're never gonna let you're never gonna convince me to believe that uh he's not a better technologist than fucking uh you know cyborg who is the internet yeah uh i mean their team is made up of fucking superman a at times literal god killer uh and google you know what the fuck is he gonna do (laughs) he's uh, he bas- he's literally basically Jeff Bezos, who, who's bought his way onto the team, just kind of stand around awkwardly taking partial credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I honestly think I know he's such a big draw for fans, but I think that the DC, the Justice League universe, works better if you just like fucking ignore Batman, have him be a rumor off to the side. Yeah, I heard there's a giant bat in Gotham that's doing something <laughs> with crime, and then just like never show me. And I'm like, oh, that's probably Batman. You know, uh, don't let him join the team. Let Superman and Wonder Woman and the Flash and Green Lantern and Cyborg just dunk on aliens and gods and monsters and shit. And I'll have so much fun. And then if you want to have like a slightly connected bat universe, have Batman off in Gotham fighting fucking ninjas and talons and like, you know, immortal different ninja. He basically just different flavors of ninja. And that's cool too. Like I will watch that, uh, but I I don't know. I'm tired of Batman as a cop drama, and I'm tired as Batman of Batman as an excuse to just like show him off to the side, yeah, uh, in an ensemble movie. Yeah, and you know that's kind of problematic work. now too. The fact that Batman works with the police, like that's like if you go back because I actually was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember in Batman Begins? There's a bit where it's shown that Gordon isn't corrupt. But he also doesn't rat on the cops that are. Well, Gordon, guess what that makes you, bitch? It (laughs) makes you corrupt as fuck. So, like, that's kind of problematic. The fact that Batman is like, yeah, 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 these guys are are good. They're my my guys. I'm going to hang out with these guys. You know, I feel feel like there needs to be some uh, updating, some adjustments to the Batman uh, mythology as far as that goes. Um, but, uh, so now we just got to wait for the next DC fandom event, which is in like, what, two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. And then they'll hopefully give us some non Batman related news, but I'm not holding my breath. Like I would really love to have something, something, anything, uh, released about the upcoming Superman TV show. That's uh, supposed to be debuting in January. Uh, but... I, w- I wouldn't hate a, f- a flash trailer. That'd that would be, cool. be fun. But have they even started filming? They can make one up. Oh, biggest news out of of, uh, Fandome. Sinbad is going to be in the Shazam sequel. (laughs) Fulfilling the age-old prophecy. Apparently, apparently we learned too that... Huh? Only if he plays a genie. Yes. Well, we learned that Ron is actually from the parallel universe where that movie exists. uh, Because he remembered it and uh, shared screen caps from it, even. So... Ron, have you have we lost you again? 
You son of a bitch. Poor guy. There he is. So I've got I've got this little thing on my cord and it keeps getting like hit I guess yeah turning me off but I'm here yes well, there he is anyway Ron's from the Ron's from the Sinbad is in a Shazam movie universe is is the takeaway <laughs> yes I have so just pictures. something to remember he yep. does um, so speaking of weird ass movies the New Mutants is a thing that still exists and happened. This and, movie is going to be great. Well, it's I, out, and <laughs> it's not. Uh, no, I actually haven't uh, watched it, because why the fuck would I? You, but <laughs> See, I have a different perspective on this, because when that, Clearly. when those comics came out... You I knew was, about them. I, I did, I, 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 but I was really engrossed in that story, and I'm looking at this movie going, holy shit, they, they're bringing that bear out. That's, that's kind of cool. The bear, yes, the bear. They're bringing the, that bear. The, the spirit there's, bear. There's a course. giant spear bear. bear. Yep. But yeah, I uh, think it's going to be fun. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't have a lot of faith in. Okay, look, we've we've said it before. It's not Fox's, a DC movie. Fox's track record with the X Men is not great, though. Like those movies don't average out to be very good. Like there's the ones that are good, they exist. And what about, are good. What about Dark Phoenix? Never mind. Um, well, there you go. Pa- See, pass. thank you. <laughs> thank you for your help just now. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know, like, why, uh, why what, what are you doing here, Disney? Like, you're the ones that released this. So what are you, uh, what are you doing? What you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a reason that they released it while nobody's going to the movies. Mm-hmm. It's weird because they released it right as movie theaters opened back up, but they made sure not to also give it a VOD release so you can't watch it at home. You have to go to the theaters to watch it. And they know nobody's going to do that. They, 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 they sat this movie out to die. To weed out the last of the Stalwart fans of the Fox X-Men universe. What's your life worth? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are you willing to roll those dice to go see the fucking new mutants? You fucking true fans, definitely. Here. <laughs> Pack yourselves into these small spaces, breathe heavily, no masks required. Uh, A real out. sinister move. But yeah, it's out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is okay, let's uh let's informal poll here. Is anyone present going to see it i think i'm gonna see it solely because i support Maisie williams and everything she does i am okay. absolutely gonna see it no 100 <laughs> percent. i'll not. see it for all of you guys i'm not gonna go to a place and watch you... a thing i have anxiety <laughs> uh, hey ron just as a as a guy who needs you to be in a place yeah. Please do not risk your fucking life to go see New Mutants. <laughs> occasionally, gonna... <laughs> I need you alive occasionally. It's going to be fine. There's not going to be anybody in the theater. I'll be in there alone. Facts. Unless it's... Uh, unless there is. Yeah, that's true. Unless there is people there, Ron. Because maybe you fucking noticed, but some people aren't taking uh, this whole end of the world thing uh, very seriously. And I let me tell you, I had to go to the store today, um, and I went in, I wore a fucking mask, obviously. And I would say like 50% of the people there not wearing masks. At this point, at this point, wow. if you are not wearing a mask, it is exclusively because you are an asshole. 
What places are even still letting people in without masks? Any place in West Virginia? Yeah, I mean, I went went to Sheets yesterday, and I walked in to get an energy drink and, like, a packaged pastry, uh, as you do in the morning, and uh, there were... I look up as I'm, like, walking to the counter, and not a single person in that store but me has a mask on, and so I just set my stuff down on the floor and left. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not even going to risk the walk back to the cooler. I'm leaving. Uh, Yeah, I mean, fucking no one takes it seriously in our state. Yeah, and it's a bunch of bullshit, frankly. And, you know, here's how I know that if you aren't wearing a mask, it's because you're an asshole. There are fucking signs everywhere. Every shop you go to has a sign that says you, you should, you got to wear a mask. Ding dong. And I went to get gas at sheets and I was walking out of the sheets with my mask on. And there was a lady there who held the door for me, who was going in, who didn't have a mask on. She saw the sign said, Oh shit, I forgot my mask and turned around and got it, got it out of her car and put it on. So mm-hmm. if you're not wearing a mask, it's because you're a dickhead and literally no other reason. Yeah. yeah I had a really awkward similar interaction the other day where a guy held the door open for me at the post office without a mask and I just stood there and stared and I said, no, you go ahead. And then he's like, why? <laughs> and then I just <laughs> stand there awkwardly thinking like, I'm not going to get into it. And he walks, he walks past and he legit says, uh, well, you can still at least say thank you. <laughs> and I said, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, just, I just left. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, that's a really fun story of a thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody fucking gives a shit in our state. It's uh, good it's true. Good yeah. old West Virginia, yeah. where our governor really wants you to wear a mask. But I mean, if you don't want to, that's also fine. Yeah, it's optional. <sighs> it is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, speaking of the opposite of that, though, is Bill and Ted Face the Music came out this past week. And you know what? I fucking loved it. I most saw excellent. it. It was. It was most excellent. I uh, I got it as soon as I got home from work, and I watched it, and I was um, not disappointed. Of course, Jordan hasn't seen it yet, so we're not going to give any spoilers. Uh, but thank our, you. Thank you. Uh, I can't believe they died. I, wow. Well, Ron. <laughs> I was extremely pleased. Um, it was so very uplifting. And so very like positive and happy and uh, exactly what twenty twenty needs. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> what were your thoughts, Birdo? You saw it. Spoiler free thoughts, of course. Um, I liked it. It was good. Um, we we've spoken a little bit about this before, but I will repeat for our loyal audience: um, it, it is a really good movie. It does a pretty good job of uh reintroducing the sort of the bill and ted vibe to a modern generation um but ages it in a well in a way that that makes sense or i guess matures it would almost be an accurate word Mm -hmm. They, they did a really good job of making the the arc for the characters of uh of of bill and ted make sense um for where yeah. they end up. I would say the movie's only weakness is that it it is very obvious uh, how this movie ends from within like the first five minutes of the movie. You'll be able to largely predict the entirety of the plot. Um, and, and I mean, you know, 
it, it's not like the Bill and Ted series was ever known for having like a deep engrossing uh, plot point with a lot of like sudden shifts in structure and storytelling technique. So I guess it is what it is. But mm-hmm. uh, it that was the it, as much that was really the only bummer for me that presents itself in this movie is that I wish that it were maybe at all surprising. Um, but I mean, it otherwise it, it is what it says on the tin, and uh, you know it was good. Yeah, Ron, what about you? Um, I thought it was a very good movie. Um, I the only thing that was really missing was more Batman. I wish we could have had a little bit of Robert Pattinson in there. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, well, and Ru- Rufus being their grandfather, that that came out of nowhere. I did not see well, that coming. Wow. Well, Ron's starting to sundown, so we uh, <laughs> might need to might need to wrap this one up then. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I uh, if you're, even if you're not a fan of the of the franchise, and honestly, it's nice to just see Keanu Reeves uh, in in a role where he's uh, not getting beat up. Uh, spoiler alert: He doesn't get beat up, um, and that's nice because I only want good things for him. Yes, but you should definitely watch it. It's very happy, very uplifting, and not something that you have to uh, stress about at all. Not something that's going to be controversial. I feel though. I, I, uh, I will say uh, to really sort of get any value out of this movie, you do have to watch the first two. It is... Which you should have already done anyway. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, definitely. The sort of person who hasn't seen these movies is the kind of person who hasn't seen all of Cowboy Bebop, I would think, which is, of course... Wow. Every time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't name a single name, so I don't know why you would, you would out yourself like that, Jordan. But yeah, as somebody who hasn't seen any of these things, uh, I assume yeah. you feel a great and deep shame. Um, no, I mean, but you really do have to watch all three movies. It, it really doesn't make any functional sense, um, without the, f- the first two movies. Um, you could actually honestly, probably like you could skip all, but the last, maybe like six minutes of, uh, Bill and Ted two. uh, but otherwise it, it you know, just just watch the whole thing. Uh, actually, I had Iris couldn't remember the movies, and I don't think she'd actually ever seen them before. So we watched all three um, together, and I, I will say that it is definitely a better movie than uh, the Bogus Journey was. But I don't think it's a better movie than Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't think it's trying to be anything other than its own individual thing. Like it builds on that, obviously, like you were saying, but. I don't think it's trying to be an uh, excellent adventure. Um, it's uh, it's definitely a product no, of not, uh, our but, time. But I, I imagine it is at least trying to be uh, as good of a film. And I don't know that it is. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a perfect uh, angel of a movie. Well, that is true, this, yes. And I, I would <laughs> say Bill and Ted Face the Music is a pretty good angel of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like if this is the angel that showed up uh, upon your passing, you'd be like, "All right, yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll go with this angel. Wait, this you one guys, will work." You guys are getting angels, but you're gonna mm-hmm. think about this other angel. Yeah, no, you're getting Snyder cut straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you guys? I don't know if you guys know this, but Samara Weaving, who played Thea in the movie, is actually the uh, niece of Hugo Weaving. Hmm. Of is course, she really Agent Smith? 
uh, from the Matrix, slash the Red Skull, slash V for V from Vendetta, slash Elrond, slash pretty much fucking everybody else and everything. <laughs> I love V for Vendetta. They should have a uh, they should have a Andy Circus and Hugo Weaving uh, movie where it's just them and they play every role. Hell yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm in for that. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> they could do it clearly. Uh, all right. Well, anybody else got anything they want to say or add or talk about or confess, Ron? I'm good. Mm-hmm. Statute mm-hmm. limitations well, hasn't run out yet. Well, let's not go crazy. I wouldn't say you're good, but um, <laughs> all right then. Anybody else? Uh, no, I've said my piece. Once, once, twice, three times a lady. All right. Well, in that case, that's going to be it for us this week on Nerd Life. Thanks for sticking with us, gang. Um, go visit us on social media. Give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, maybe even, dare I say, a share. Eh? Ooh. Do you have someone you love or maybe someone that you actively dislike and want to expose them to Ron? <laughs> share our podcast with them. Either way, I'm sorry. They, de- they deserve it. Yep, one way or another. They know what they did. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully you're not just just blasting our podcast out at random strangers. Well, you know what? You know what? Go for it. That'd be alright too. Chase <laughs> your bliss. His first wife. That's right. Um, but uh, until next time, gang, stay handsome. Podcast over. Thank yeah, you, it is. Jordan. Just like riding a bike. <laughs>